Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Now here are some top horse racing plays from Express Bet Editor-in-Chief Jeremy Plonk. At Gulfstream Park in race number four, Jeremy likes number two, Uncle B, at 20 to 1. At Laurel Park in race number five, Jeremy has number seven, Albertano, on top at four to one. Sign up with First Bet using the code Vegas1000 for an instant $10 free plus up to $1,000 bonus. Go to vison.com slash horses for all the details. That vison.com slash horses. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. This is Follow the Money right here on Vison. We were talking about basically the Packers and whether or not Aaron Rodgers will be back in the fold. We're assuming he will be. That's a big assumption. Because with A.A. Ron, you really never know these days. Might go on another cleanse 12 days later. Who knows? As of right now, to go back to back to back, he is this, the third favorite at plus 700 to be your NFL MVP. Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, number one, plus 500. And then the guy, Patrick Mahomes, at plus 600. I feel like the first two are priced properly. Rodgers, and I get it, he's back to back. He kind of came out of the pack at the middle of the year because the bias is you don't go back-to-back. He went back-to-back. not going to go back-to-back-to-back. Well, hey, when you go (laughs) from week two to the end of the regular season, you have 37 TD passes and and two interceptions. How do you not win MVP? Got to. I've never seen numbers like that. We've been watching the NFL for a long time over uh, the final 16 games to put up those type of numbers as a quarterback. It's remarkable. Unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, he's become – a great regular season quarterback Ooh. and a poor postseason quarterback. Oh, because he does not play as well in the postseason. There's just no other way around it. In the last two big games, San Francisco and Tampa Bay, he's been okay, but he hasn't been great. It's been a decade since we've seen this guy in a Super Bowl. Mm. Now, again, and you could say, well, some of that's the failings of the team and the coach. And Mike the, McCarthy gets blamed for all of that still. The management structure around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, the past two years, I think he's got to take a lot of the blame for the Packers coming up short. I tend to agree with that. I understand why Josh Allen is top of the board at plus 500. It just feels like that was the team this year that if they managed the last 13 seconds, maybe they're hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Sure. We don't know, but we can understand why. Patrick Mahomes, boy, he got off to a really rough start and then looked like Patrick Mahomes, that seven-game winning streak. And then even to go to the Bengals game in the postseason – you get start spinning around like a top, and you can get some things out of Mahomes that we didn't, th- mm. didn't think you'd get in the past. Joe Burrow is ten to one, and then you get some interesting numbers here: Justin Herbert eleven to one. There's Matty Stafford now Super Bowl champion thirteen to one. Super Dak thirteen to one. King Kyler sixteen to one. Russ let him cook twenty to one. We assume he's back in Seattle, and then how about Lamar Jackson, who's already won this award? 25 to 1. Don't there's no way I'm buying Trey Lance at 33 to 1. Debo 
the first non-quarterback at 33 to 1. Derrick Henry, fully healthy. Hopefully he's got the screw out of his foot. 33 to 1. JT, Jonathan Taylor, 33 to 1. And Deshaun Watson. Not even in the league currently, technically. I mean, yes, he's still on the roster of the Texans. Yeah. But my goodness, where do you start with some of these numbers? Is there any value that you find at this stage? Well, first of all, what I'd like to do is throw out uh, some guys on this list. If, if you put money on Trey Lance at 33 to 1 or Deshaun Watson at 33 to 1, you're insane. Yes. Um, first of all, we don't know if Trey Lance is even going to win the quarterback job, and we don't know if Deshaun Watson is how many games he's going to be allowed to play. Even if he settles all these civil cases, what's the punishment from the NFL going to be? And where's he going to end up? There's no way. If you if you put Deshaun Watson up there at 100 to 1, I might think about it. Might. Probably still not going to bet it. Uh, but 33 to 1 is ridiculous. So I, I do believe Josh Allen should be the favorite of 5 to 1. I mm-hmm. thought the Buffalo Bills were going to be the hot team with the betting public uh, for the Super Bowl. Josh Allen for MVP here in the offseason. And we're seeing that already materialize with some big bets on the Bills and their quarterback. I would start to look at double digits, uh, and that's you got to consider guys like Justin Herbert. Yes, um, at eleven to one, I would shop, obviously, and see if you can find a better price than that. Uh, your guy, Super Dak Prescott, uh, I think is, you know, he, for a while it looked like he was making an MVP push. He was last season. Uh, got he's hurt. got the wide receivers that can help him do it too, mm-hmm. and uh, the Cowboys do need to fix that offensive line, but. I think Dak Prescott, if you if you put him at north of fifteen to one, maybe in a twenty to one range, I would think about Dak as an MVP, but I'm not gonna take the jump there at thirteen to one. Justin Herbert, if you gave me fifteen, I'll think about it, Dak around twenty. Uh, I'm not gonna look at Kyler Murray. Um, probably not gonna look at Lamar Jackson again. I just first of all, Lamar Jackson's just not accurate enough as a passer. He but, can't get it done. Correct. But you know what the, the, the narrative will be with Lamar and the Ravens. If they win, it's kind of the Josh Allen theory. That's going to be with my legs. It's going to like, yes, Josh Allen can do it with the arm too. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lamar can do it with the arm. He's just not as accurate. Josh Allen, by the way, was not known for his accuracy coming into the league. He's become more accurate, sure. which is a, a hard trait to do normally at this level. But Lamar Jackson, they're going to look at it. And again, you assume they're going to have healthy running backs this year. Remember, they were down to, it was like Chris Comer and Friday night. Give me a running back. I mean, they're just running out of running backs mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Odessa Permian. So if if eight has to do everything like he had to do, he got banged up last year. That's the part of the reason why he had taken out of that MVP mix. He's going to continue to get banged up a lot because he runs too much. Right, because he was in that MVP discussion again until he got hurt again. Mm-hmm. And he always seems to have some... I'm not interested in Lamar Jackson. If you want to bet him, go ahead. I, you, I no interest. Well, you worked out in that market, and you're kind of a, I think you have a Baltimore bias. No, no, huh? no. It's not a Baltimore bias. I just think that at 25 to 1, <laughs> that if they can get back in the mix in their division, uh, they'll get, they'll do those leaps and say, well, it's all Lamar I'll tell you Jackson. What, at, at times this year, he didn't even look like a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Ouch. No, he, there was some pretty poor quarterback play turned in by Lamar Jackson this last season. I still think... He's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL as we head into 2022, but I'm not going to bet him to win MVP at 25 to one. Um, the, the one guy I think eventually is going to have a great shot to win MVP on that list is Dak Prescott. The Cowboys just get so much hype. Of course. And uh, from guys like you who are, who are Cowboys fans in the media, 
You we make careers. Troy Aikman. That's the whole point. Tony Romo. I've said this to guys like that. Huh? I've said this for decades. If you want to have a career post football, become a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Because Troy Aikman now. Let's talk about that. We're hearing that they're going to just pilfer him away from Fox, my old network, and run him to Monday Night Football. That's the that's the the big seat you want to be in, right? Yeah, you this be... was reported yesterday that Troy Aikman's going to get big money to go Ooh. to ESPN Monday Night Football, and I'm just uh, one of your favorite analysts. I'm stunned uh, that ESPN has made. Uh, such a blunder. Wait, whoa, whoa, such a blunder. Wait, wait, wait. You have a quarterback that won three Super Bowls with America's team, and now you're going to put him in the most high-profile spot, Matt Humans, <laughs> that you can have in the end of I mean, this is a this is a coup. This is a huge work by ESPN to get Troy. You, you're there it fine. is, the uh, report from Andrew Martian. <laughs> Troy Aikman is leaving Fox for ESPN. He could bring Joe Buck with him, too. Oh, wow. bringing Buck. Okay, how about that for a package deal? I actually kind of like Joe Buck. I think he does a decent job. I know a lot of people like to to uh, bash Joe Buck, but I think he does a solid job. But you don't do by, you, Troy Aikman's horrendous. So He's who would you put? If Captain you could, Obvious. He never says, rarely ever says anything insightful. He can't finish a sentence. It's just fragmented sentences. Here's wow. a, here's an example of Troy, Troy Aikman go ahead. analysis. This is Troy Aikman right now doing a Monday night football game next year. Well, Joe, uh, they completed that pass for the third down, and they, they got close to, to field goal range there. And then, uh, you know, they had those two runs, and they got stuffed on the two runs. And then uh, they had the incomplete pass on third down, and uh, now they got a punt. That's Troy Aikman. And seen. Now, because Tony Romo is the highest paid analyst, <laughs> another Former Cowboy All he does is recite play-by-play and just says the obvious. I, I can't believe – I know Troy Aikman's probably a likable guy. Yes. He was quarterback of the Cowboys, and guys like you love him because of that. But Troy uh, Troy is nowhere near as good as Tony Romo. I know Romo annoys Whoa. a lot of people because he's such high energy. and Jim! You know, and he's predicting plays and getting excited. This is going to be a run to the right, Jim! <laughs> but Romo's so much better. He's so much more insightful as an analyst. I'll tell you who's better than both of those guys is Kurt Warner. Uh, He does a great job on the Monday night broadcast on the radio. Kurt Warner's an outstanding analyst. Doesn't get any hype uh, from the media as far as that goes. Well, well then let me uh me let you build your own booth. Dream team. Your dream team. Who who do you have? You can have host, play-by-play, you can have color, and if you want to have a sideline reporter, you can have one too. Okay, if, if I'm going to build my dream team, first of You're now of all, an executive right here at VEASAN. VEASAN's putting together a, a dream team broadcast. And, Matt, money is no object. Who do you want? Go get him. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> uh, it's, it's tough because you want to go with Al Michaels or Brent Musburger, one of the greats you as your play-by-play play guy. Right. How do you not have Brent? I think if I'm putting together a booth for ESPN for Monday night, a dream team booth, I go with Gus Johnson. You got to bring the excitement level to the game, right? Wow. Okay. My analyst is going to be Peyton Manning, Gus Johnson, and Peyton because you can't have two excitable guys in the booth. Okay. Yeah, the guy kind of balance each other out a little bit, and Peyton Manning would be the guy I think would balance Gus Johnson out. I just think of Gus though for just he's hoops, very, right? Hoops. He's just he's oh, perfect. Gus, oh, Gus is great on hoops and football. Wow. He'd be he just great on, says things that are not audible. They're just not even he'd words. He'd be great on bowling and axe throwing, anything be, you want to put him on. Uh, my sideline reporter, who I think she does a remarkable job with basketball, and uh, when she's on football too, Allie LaForce. That's very my good. sideline reporter.
That's my dream team. Who do you have? Not that. And by the way, Kurt Warner could be my analyst too. I, I, Kurt Warner, Peyton Manning, I think both those guys are outstanding. I'd like to see like Brent with like uh, Aqib Tlaib. I think it'd be interesting, like just to get the insight of, of a guy who's just off. And then, all right, Let's we have get to, serious. We have to go. All right, when we come back, much more to get to. Don't go anywhere. Got Keith <laughs> Smith coming up at the top of the hour, and Tyler Foldham. Yes, it's true. Come on back, Neeson, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. No hype, just facts. Winners and winners, Chief Handicapper Scott Steen goes 4-1 again of the day as Dime Betters win $3,000. Tonight, he wants to give all these listeners his best bet on the house. Seven games slated in the NBA with one clear standout, and it's yours absolutely free. No obligation, no commitment. Just consider subscribing after you win. Just text VEASAN to area code 320-350-3500. That's VEASAN to 320-350-3500. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. This is Follow the Money right here on VEASAN. We've talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers. Brian Gutekunst had his State of the Union for the Packers yesterday. Said he wants to get the boys back together. That really will be up to Aaron Rodgers to a degree. Yes, he's under contract, but he could always say, I don't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Aaron's actually going to do. Now, via DraftKings, when you look at quarterback futures around the NFL, Aaron Rodgers' next team, if you think he will stay in Green Bay, it's only minus 250. If you think he's going to go to his boy, Nathaniel Hackett, in Denver, plus 350. How about going home, Bay Area? San Fran plus 800, and then you get wild. Let's just get just crazy. Indy? Aaron Rodgers and Indy? 10 to 1. Steel City? Because you know he and Mike Tomlin, remember they shared the moment on the field last year? You don't remember that? Uh, no. They shared a moment. Everybody's reading into it. Ah, Tomlin looked at him and pointed because you got me with the timeout. You played cat and mouse. You don't remember that. 13 to 1 that he would go to the Steel. 12 to 1 to go to the Steel City. Tampa Bay replaced Tom Brady 14 to 1. No. Now we're getting into super long odds past that. Is it really pack or Broncos or bust? I don't see another scenario past those two. Do you? You know, I actually think if John Gruden were still the Raiders coach, the Raiders would be a possibility. Wow. And we heard some talk last year that Aaron Rodgers was intrigued by the Raiders when he was looking to get out of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That's probably not an option now with Josh McDaniels. As the uh, the coach, but yeah, yeah, if you want to look for a long shot on here, I think uh, it's possible the Titans could make some sense or the Steelers could make some sense. Uh, I know some people like to link Aaron Rodgers to the Colts. I'm not going to say it's uh, Packers, Broncos, 49ers, or bust because who knows what the hell could happen in the offseason. I, I think there's a lot of different things, a lot of different possibilities, uh, but it's probably limited once you get past those top three to the Colts, Steelers, and Titans. The, the, I think that's about it. Those are the only other three teams. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you want to go to a place where you have a chance to win now, go to the playoffs, yeah. and have a shot to go to the Super Bowl. You, you don't want to replace Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, so you're not going to the Buccaneers. 
I think the window's closed on the Saints. The Raiders are not ready yet. You know, there's a lot of different things you can look at here. Aaron Rodgers is from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Similar to Tom Brady, he probably uh, would like to go home and play and try to win a Super Bowl for the 49ers. Uh, but right now, if I had to bet it today, with all the, uh, as you say, when you try to read the tea leaves, mm-hmm. the Packers deserve to be minus 250 favorites. So it looks like he's probably going to give it one more run, and the, and the Green Bay front office going to try to make it work for one more year. So minus 250, uh, Packers odds on favorites, I think that's a fair price. I actually agree that the Steelers, ironically, at 12-1 to 1 would make sense. And I kid about he and Mike Tomlin, but they do have an affinity for each other. They've spoken about it publicly. Um, gratitude. There is gratitude. He's, well, he loves everybody. What wine for the right. soul, whatever he was saying after his 12-day. I don't know if you know, he went on a 12-day cleanse. To India. So, right? I don't, did, he, did he go to is India? Is that where it was? India? Who, oh. who does that? I mean, it's, I don't know. So it could be fun. Not for me. 12-1 to go to the Steel City. Their defense is not what you think it is. It's not as good, I think, as the general public assumes it is. Because when you got a Watt on there, you go, oh, this defense is great. you got a Minka on there. You think it, it's not. It's not that far away. No. But it was not a great defense last season. Right. They've, they've got some pieces, but it's not a full puzzle there. San Francisco, you mentioned returning home, and again, plus 800. That defense is better. And then you add Debo and the running game and the offensive line. Trent Williams playing left tackle. Steelers don't have a left tackle. I mean, they're, that would actually make a lot of sense. Because when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, remember, the one thing he basically said is, you better go get like a Tristan Wirfs in the draft and make sure that my left and right sides are protected. And they did that, and they won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You got to do the same thing with Rodgers wherever you go. So while the Steelers, I think a lot of people think it's it, it does make some sense because he and Tomlin – I think they got more holes there. Broncos, to be honest with you, the defense looks like it's ready. Defense is is good enough. They have weapons. They've drafted offensive weapons there. Now you bring in Nathaniel Hackett. You get rid of Vic Fangio. You go defense to offense. Broncos have a lot of offensive weapons. Right? I I think that's where Rodgers really wants to be. But he doesn't want to play the bad guy and kind of force his way out of Green Bay. Don't you think – and this is why I don't think uh, Rodgers is going to be MVP a third year in a row. Voters are just going to have Aaron Rodgers fatigue. Mm. We're talking about it on this show day after day. You look at ESPN, every day the, the topic bar is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. People are sick of this topic. Uh, but at the same time, we have to talk about it. It's the probably the biggest uh, domino to fall in the NFL offseason, whether you're betting on this stuff or, no you're, or you're just a fan or whatever because he's the league MVP. And uh, he can change the landscape of uh, how you look at this uh, league going into 2022. If, if he, whether he's in Green Bay or Denver or San Francisco, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, and that's why you mentioned when you look at some of the odds uh, that are out there to win the Super Bowl next year, that domino effect will take place if he leaves Green Bay. That's just going to plummet like a bad stock. Uh-huh. And if he goes to Denver, that number is going to get shorted from 22 to 1 right now. Maybe another quarterback, certainly not on Aaron Rodgers' level, but the more intriguing one. Again, we're not lawyers. We don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. We have no idea. I don't know how you can gauge that when you got 22 civil lawsuits that you get to testify. I mean, it's a mess. And a year later, it hasn't gotten a whole lot better from our perspective to try to figure out where he's going to go because you don't know legally if he's going to be able to go. Sure. But the commanders, 
That's the DC team. Plus 300. I hate that nickname, man. It's, it's just awful. And I know most times when teams unveil a new nickname or a logo, people don't like it. It takes some time to get used to it. Uh, the Washington Commanders, that, that sounds like a, a minor league football team. It's No, they have been a minor uh, league football team. Yeah. They did win the division a year ago. I'll give them credit for that. Plus 300 that Deshaun Watson ends up in D.C. How about you just go with, uh, was there a reason they couldn't go with the Red Storm or the Red Swarm? They or tried Red like Hawks. Uh, Fred Red Smoot, Hawks, Smoot, yeah. Freddie Smoot, he was uh, Red Wolves. Yeah. They had that. Something like that. Ow! Didn't work out. Went with Commanders. Commanders. It sounds like a USFL. Actually, some of the USFL teams have better nicknames. Many of them do. If the Buccaneers got them <clears throat> at plus 350, mm-hmm. with talking about a ready-made offense, again, solid offensive line. They did get banged up at the end of the year, part of the reason why they fell behind in the Rams so much. Well, you put Deshaun Watson on there, if you, uh, you like those numbers at plus, plus 350, they're all of a sudden going to be a favorite to get back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, assuming that he can play. Pittsburgh, longer shot. Plus 900. The Saints, plus 900. If you had to wager, forget about the legal stuff for a second and just say, this makes sense. What would make sense to, to Sean Watson? I think the uh, the Panthers make a lot of sense mm. uh, for Deshaun. We've talked about this. Matt Rule's got to win next season. Panthers need a quarterback. And uh, he's a guy who played college football in that region of the country at Clemson. Uh, so Panthers are not listed on this odds chart. 16 to 1. Okay, the graphic we have stops at the Raiders at 16-1. Give me 16-1 to on the Panthers. I think that's a, a one that does make a lot of sense. The Steelers would make sense. Mm. Uh, I think the Saints are leaning towards Jameis Winston. And, you know, Winston's been in that offense. He's been in that organization. It probably makes more sense for the Saints to go with Winston. I know that Deshaun Watson's got his eyes on the Vikings, but Kirk Cousins... Uh, is the quarterback in Minnesota as of right now? Why are the Texans ten to one? He's not staying in Houston. No. And uh, the Texans have already said we want to trade this guy. Finally, I said last summer before the sc- scandal even popped up. Why didn't they trade him? I said trade him before all that happened. If you would have traded him then, A you would have got ones. three first round draft picks, and you would have never had to deal with this. And uh, I never understood that, Matt. I did not understand. It's a huge mistake. It's a colossal mistake. It's going to set the Texans back 10 years. Absolutely Uh, right. And I would have traded him, and that was before I knew about this uh, whole scandal. And it's it's obvious uh, for Deshaun Watson and the Texans, Dave, this is not going to be a happy ending. No, and again, commanders putting Deshaun Watson with the -the off-the-field issues, with that organization, good luck PR staff. Right. Holy no- Thank you. By the way, very quickly, if if you called Brian Gutekunst right now and said I'll give you three ones for Rodgers, you got to do that if you're Brian Gutekunst, don't you? Three ones for a guy that's going to give you one more year tops in your city. Most likely, uh, if you believe, if you traded up in the first round to draft Jordan Love, you should believe him, believe in him going into the third year. I do think you have to look at the big picture of the whole thing. I've got some more quarterbacks. It's not an easy decision, though, because if you can run it back for one more year, I think the Packers have a team that can win the Super Bowl. All right, let's get into some more of that and figure out who's going to be where. Come on back. Follow the money right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson. Great having Greg on the show today. He's going to look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games and the upcoming schedule to find the best betting opportunities. There's also Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, many more like Long Shots and First Strike. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans, right here on Follow the Money on VEASAN. We're kind of taking that walk down Narrative Street sometimes to try to figure out which quarterback will be with whom next year and the numbers associated with it because they do affect how you're going to play win totals. It's going to affect long shots that you might see to win your conferences and or get to the Super Bowl. And let's start out in the desert for this next conversation. To take the first snap in the 2022-23 regular season via BetMGM, the Cardinals, I facetiously call him King Kyler, Kyler Murray, minus 500. Now, that number has gone up, actually, because it used to be about a week ago, I think in around 350 range. It feels like cooler heads are prevailing now, the scrubbing of the IG, all of those sort of things. Any other quarterback out there, plus 340. Is this marriage, what they say, irreconcilable differences? Is this divorce court? Or are they going to work this out in minus 500? You still got to play the chalk. Um, definitely not going to lay $5 on Kyler Murray because uh, it seems like he might want out of Arizona and maybe he could try to force his way out. Uh, also, what you have to consider when you bet these things, mm-hmm. and I've said this many times, what if he pulls a hamstring in the preseason? Uh, then he's not going to take the first snap nope. and you lose the bet. So you're going to lay $5. Uh, he could get in a car wreck the week before the first game. Uh, there's all sorts of things that could happen. He could get sick. Uh, <laughs> you have another strain, God forbid. Please don't have it. There's, there's but a lot you, of but there could be a lot the of point things. Is, there's happen. a lot of different things that could happen. Right. You're going to lay five dollars. You have to think about all those different uh, scenarios. Uh, I I think it's most likely Murray is back with the Cardinals mm-hmm. and next season. But this thing is dangerously close to falling apart in Arizona with uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. It does feel like it might be. A, and it's, by the way, it's. It's Kyler Murray, not Kyle. Who said, oh, yeah, and they, we got, <laughs> it's Kyler. It's all right. We got to pay extra for the R. <laughs> now, you look at the Broncos, and when you have Nathaniel Hackett taking over for Vic Fangio, look, Vic Fangio liked Teddy Bridgewater because uh-huh. Teddy B doesn't turn the ball over, right? Started off 3-0. and It worked out. Then mm. he got hurt, started turning it over a little bit, and all of a sudden, we have a new head coach. And that's Nathaniel sure. Hackett. So he's not married to Teddy Bridgewater. But Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable guy. Feels like the holdover until you get the next guy. Plus 400 to take the first snap in Denver next year. Any other quarterback, who <laughs> minus 650. Probably not going to be Drew Locke. I mean, who knows? This is where the Aaron Rodgers conversation comes back into the four. What do you make of what's going on in the Mile High City? I don't think anybody knows right now. Obviously, the Broncos want to make a big push and uh... – Try to get Aaron Rodgers, but it's a guess beyond that because, you know, there's been talk that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers view Teddy Bridgewater as the type of guy who could step in for Tom Brady and uh, run that offense next season. Could be Jimmy G in Tampa Bay. I mean, there's so many. This quarterback carousel, I think it's going to be really interesting here in the offseason. 
and Aaron Rodgers is going to be the uh, the most important part of it. After that, I think you're going to see the pieces start to fall in. Mm-hmm. What's different from last offseason to this one, none of the rookies drafted uh, this spring are going to be step in and be starting quarterbacks. This is a pretty weak quarterback draft. We're right. looking at you know Kenny Pickett from Pitt or uh, any of the uh, <clears throat> any of the other guys three or four other guys who could be first-round draft picks, they're not going to step in and and start. So this is all about free agents or recycled veteran type of players like Mitchell Trubisky who could get a job somewhere. Where's Carson Wentz going to end up? But as far as Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think he's going to be the Broncos' opening day starter, but I'm, I'm not going to lay minus 650 <laughs> on the other side. That's the thing. is uh, he, It's awful difficult to do. Yeah, I think you make an excellent point, too, about the draft because you really have to look at it and go, right now we're projecting about three quarterbacks in that first round. And, you know, maybe if you think Kenny Pickett is ready to play, okay. But that's a long shot at best because it does get into play with our next team, and that would be the New York football Giants. They have a lot of draft capital, Okay. They have a new head coach, Brian Dable, coming over from the Buffalo Bills. They have said publicly, Danny Dimes is our guy. He's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Minus 500. Take that opening snap in week number one. But to the point about Russell Wilson, who's the next guy. Yeah. Because, you know, we said hypothetically before we went to break in the last segment, if I called you as a GM and said, hmm, I want Russell Wilson I always get advancing in age because I think the Giants and Seahawks, the next two teams we want to discuss, could be possibly in play. There's been some bandied about conversation that maybe Russ let him cook in New York, Sierra, big lights, you know, all the the glitz and glitter of the Big Apple. You love the soap opera stuff, don't you? Yeah, man. So, like, I can't lay $5 (laughs) with Danny Dimes. I'm not laying these big prices on any of these props. (laughs) Are you are you serious? Correct, because there's so many moving I, parts. I, I think Dan, I think Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback of the Giants, but you also can't take Brian Dable, the new coach, at his word because a lot of times the new coach is going to come in, he's going to say that, and he might be thinking something else. Don't right. forget when Cliff Kingsbury took took, uh, took over the coaching job of the Cardinals, he was very complimentary of Josh Rosen. That was a guy in the roster. And there was a lot of debate. Hey, you going to take Kyler Murray with the top pick, or is Rosen your guy? Oh, we like Josh Rosen. If you go back and look at those stories, mm-hmm. there was a lot of complimentary stuff said about Rosen. The whole time, the Cardinals are plotting how they can get rid of Rosen and take Kyler Murray with the top pick. The Giants, who knows for sure whether Brian Dable wants to move forward with uh, DJ as his quarterback. I think he does. I don't know that for sure. I'm definitely not going to lay $5 to find out. Well, excellent point. And you don't have to go that far back to talk about the exact scenario that Matt just laid out. Hello, Patriots. If you had had this conversation about Cam Newton mm-hmm. this time, like he probably would have been minus 500 to take the first snap of the regular season. And all of a sudden, what happens? They draft the kid out of Alabama, which nobody, some people saw coming, not all. And then they cut Cam Newton in the preseason and said, you know what? It's time to move forward. A scenario like that could play out. And all Bill Belichick did the entire summer and even in the camp was compliment Cam Newton. What a great leader he was. Can't ask any more of Cam. He's been great. He's the hardest worker on our football team. BS, 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 BS. We're going to get rid of him because we like Mac Jones. There that's, you go. that's what he didn't say. And actually, I read some stories in Patriots camp, out of Patriots camp last summer. And there were sources, and I think Peter King reported this as well, that there were people who were on the practice field every day who said, Cam Newton's not the best quarterback on that practice field. It's the rookie from Alabama who just showed up 
a couple of months ago. So uh, the signs were there. Bill Belichick was saying the opposite of what the coaches were thinking. It's totally. And so, again, remember, that scenario could play out. It did play out last year. And if you had that Cam Newton bet, oh, boy, that was a tough one. He gets cut right before the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and they're going forward with MAC 10. You look at Seattle and Russell Wilson right now, minus 350 to be the day one, take the first snap starter. It feels like a safer play to me because Pete Carroll is back and the front office is back, and they're going to run it back at least one more year with that group. Because you would have to sell Pete Carroll on the notion that we'll get rid of Russ, get our three number ones hypothetically, and go with whatever we're going to get in the draft, whoever we potentially trade for. And Pete's going to go, well, then I'm going to be out of a job. Right? Like, I don't think he's worried about that. You don't think so? You think no. he gave Pete Carroll a new quarterback? He's like, yeah, 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 I'm here long term at 70. Well, he's got, a, he's got a contract. He's going to get paid no matter what. Right. Pete but I Carroll. mean, but if he wants to win, Pete Carroll is going to stump for three to come back to Seattle and not trade him. Well, back. he's also had a struggle with Russell Wilson because Pete Carroll wants that offense to be based off running. the running game. Well, it worked at the end of the year. Like, Pete Carroll's way started to work, right? And I think if Pete wants to be there long-term, he also sees that Russell Wilson might not be the answer because what I saw last season was a quarterback who gained some weight, wasn't as mobile, was not as effective. Uh, look at Russell Wilson. He's five foot ten. If he can't run around and make plays and improvise, how valuable is he going to be uh, three or four years down the road? Now, I still think he's obviously one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. But if you can get a lot for him in a trade, you just talked about it. If you're going to get three number ones for Aaron Rodgers, what would you take for Russell Wilson? You have to look at the big picture uh, well, plan, too. And if, uh, if Pete Carroll has another quarterback, let's say Marcus Mariota. Yeah. You know, why not take three first-round draft picks, ship out Russell Wilson, and sign Marcus Mariota? What? Something it, like that might work. I mean, that you could can be a get plan B. you can get. I think you can get three ones for Russ. That would be amazing. Right. So again, minus three fifty. That would be amazing. If Pete Carroll actually, said, "You know who might do that this year? The Broncos. If the Broncos strike out on Aaron Rodgers, I have heard from sources in Denver that they have their eyes on Russell Wilson. So that that's something you might want to look at too. But what are the odds on the Broncos to be Russell Wilson's next team? Not a, not on the first page of the board." 30 to 1 or higher, it appears, right? That is not a bad value play right there because, again, who knows what's going to happen with this quarterback carousel, but it is going to be fascinating. Much more to get to. Don't go anywhere. Come on back. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussions around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There's CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get. Your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. Follow the money right here on VEASAN. By the way, if you had a city cast mm-hmm. and you could pick any city, Las Vegas. But there's no, we don't have drama. Yeah, I guess we do with the Raiders. That was, it's like a soap opera. Sports betting. Yeah, no. I, I, I was just going more for the soap opera angle. You can pick any. 
Like L.A. would seem like a good one. Danielle Alvari does a great job. Like L.A., there's always drama, right? Like, does anybody care about this team? We got the Dodgers. We still like oh, You can talk the college teams, too. You can talk USC, SC. UCLA. There's going to be, uh, I think, a lot to talk about with uh, USC football. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that just maybe got... UCLA football in uh, the coming years. But uh, Vegas, you know, the more you read about it, the more likely it seems that all four major sports are going to be here pretty soon. we got two of them now with the NHL and the NFL. Got to get um, baseball here. It seems like the Oakland A's really want to be really want to be here. There's some people who want to make that happen. And the NBA has made no secret its affinity for Las Vegas, and there's an arena ready for it where somebody could build another one quickly. Uh, I'm not sure the city's big enough to support all four. Plus, you've got Major League Soccer on the way here. Um, well, but it's interesting because I wonder with the, the affinity – for the Golden Knights and for the NHL, the way Las Vegas has embraced that franchise. Mm-hmm. Are they going to embrace the others equally? Like, I wonder what town, sports town, is it going to be Raiders first forever? Like, you know, in D.C., when I was there for, for almost two decades, everybody thought it was a football town first. No, the old heads will tell you it was a basketball town first. Mm-hmm. Back in the, the Bullets days, became the Wizards. I wonder what Vegas would be. Like, what would be the true... Number one. Well, it used to be. Well, you can't say. Nobody knows because it used to be a basketball town. But the UNLV running Rebels are not what they used to be. Tark. And uh, if an NBA team comes here, you can't say it's going to be a basketball town because the NBA team might stink. Mm. If the team stinks, nobody's going to support it, or not enough people will support it. You got to have a winner. You do. That's one thing in Vegas. If you don't win. Uh, there's plenty of other entertainment options. People are not yeah. going to go out and fill the arena to watch a bad basketball team. That's the problem with Los Angeles. Every night. Or they'll come out to watch the visiting team right. and then not the home team. Anyway, let's talk association. There's always yeah. drama. There's always <laughs> soap opera stuff to talk about in the NBA. we got a good one today. And, of course, it, it involves Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Now, the Sixers are going to play Ben Simmons and his Brooklyn Nets on March 10th. Well, Danny Green... Of the Sixers, well, he and his former teammate Ben Simmons shake hands. I'd love to get a prop number on that. Well, here's what Danny had to say about it. Take a look. Now, will we shake hands to start? Probably not. Um, First, I'd be highly surprised if he even plays in that game. I don't know where his health is mentally, physically. I know he had other issues, and I don't. We all know that he does not like to play in Philly. So if he does play that game, I'd be highly surprised. Um, but say that does happen, I see it as being a very hectic playoff-like atmosphere environment um, to where it may be very rough for him. Um, depending on how he interacts, and I don't have any ill wills towards the guy. I don't hate him. I don't dislike him. It's just, you know, for me, it's, just, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, just another thing. I waste more energy going on my way to dislike him or spend energy trying to, you know, go on my way to hate him or to do things to him. You know, if he comes up and shows love, I'll say what's up. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of deal I'm on. I'm not the type of guy to not say what's up to people that doesn't say what's up to me. Bygones are bygones. That's it. Let bygones be bygones. I understand you have mental health issues. I understand you don't want to play where you want to play. Whatever it is, you did what you need to do make better for you and your life. That's cool. Um, do I think you'd handle it better? For sure. You know, because, you know, we had nothing against you as teammates. Still have nothing against you. But it all depends on how that game goes, how he interacts in that game, how well he plays or how cleanly or non-cleanly 
he or us plays against each other um, is going to determine how we shake hands. But I, I said I highly doubt he plays in that game. And if he does, I highly doubt he wants to shake hands before or after that game. Oh, that was a lot by Danny Green. For a guy saying doesn't bother me, clearly he bothers him. Like, that's the old, you know what, I really don't care about him. But let me tell you, that guy shows up in Philadelphia. It might get physical. I mean, you read between the lines in what Danny Green just said, and that is, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we have nothing against them. No, they have a lot against them. They don't like them. It's apparent. You can tell that. You, you abandon ship on us. You want to say mental illness, and that is real, and nobody is doubting that? <laughs> that is fine. But for whatever reason, you didn't want to play here. And now we just expect that you're going to suit up to come back and put on the armor and play against us? Hell no. That's what Danny Green's saying. Mm-hmm. And then says, oh, but I have nothing against the guy. That's what he's got to say. Right. Clearly, there is animosity. Turn the mic off, and he's probably going to say something different. I, I think anytime you have a player like that who quits on his teammates, of course these guys are not going to like him. Mm-mm. If Joel M, if he drives to the basket, Joel Embiid probably wants to knock him on his butt. Uh, you can talk about mental illness. Is it in his case? Is it mental illness or mental weakness? There is a difference. There is a difference, and I think he's using the mental illness as an excuse. A lot of people in Philly have been saying the same thing mm-hmm. just to try to get out of there. But I think he's he's probably too weak mentally to handle the atmosphere when the Nets go back to what's going to happen in Philly. And that's why I don't think he's going to play in the game either. He's probably going to have a, a strained hamstring or plant, plantar fasciitis or something that's going to keep him out of that game. Oh, yeah. Well, again, Danny, you can invent any sort of injury yes. uh, to keep him out of that game. Yeah. I mean, Danny Green is basically saying as much. There's no way this guy's going to post. That's what he's saying. And if he does post, look out. I mean, that's that's essentially what he said in a nutshell. One, I don't think he's gonna, tough enough mentally or whatever to show up. But if he does show up, we're going to put him on his butt. And then if he wants to shake hands afterward, cool. But I doubt he'll do that too. I mean, there was a lot that you could read in from a guy that was his teammate not that long ago. So, if they're going to play March 10th and he's going to show up and suit up, I'll be watching. I'll probably be taking the under, whatever that number is. Because I just, I mean, it's, it's going to be rougher basketball, not 80s basketball. But there's no way they're going to let this guy just come down and do what he wants to do. You, don't, you think it's going to be like the Pistons and uh, Michael Jordan back in the day? The we could get like a, like a Stan Van Gundy grabbing onto Alonzo Morning's leg scenario. <laughs> Remember that whole fiasco? I thought, I thought that was Jeff Van Gundy. Oh, Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah. Stan Van, it would have been a much different luck if it was Stan Van grabbing onto a leg. You know, the Nets better hope that Ben Simmons start play, starts playing because they're 31 and, and 28 at the All-Star break. They're in the eighth spot in the East, but they're not that far from moving That's up. Insane. In the East, but if, and we've also seen that the, the vaccine – uh, about to come to an end, apparently. New mayor in New York. Yeah, the vaccine rules, whatever, are going to be repealed in yep. New York. And it looks like uh, Kyrie's going to be able to play in home games. So you can get KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons out there together. And that 31-28 and 28 record could look a lot better pretty soon uh, for the Nets. But they stumbled into the break with a 2-8 and eight record in their, uh, their final 10 games. So they got to get these guys back on the floor as soon as possible. they got two months to get their act together. You know, I was just scanning down the uh, the the MVP list, and is there any way that you can make a roundabout case for Kyrie if they're eighth in the East? Don't even start. And no. he comes back. Come on. And he's eligible to play, and then all of a sudden the Nets 
catch fire? Wouldn't that define most valuable? No. You can't make a case to say that they've under 11-game losing skid, and then all of a sudden he's going to free Kyrie, and then he comes back out there and he lights it up? I know right now it's it looks like it's Joel Embiid's award to lose, but Joel Embiid has been fragile in the past. Has missed a lot of time. Just throwing it out there. Well, you can throw it out there. I'll reject it. I'll swat that <laughs> shot because it's got no chance. Uh, at this point right now, Kyrie's played in 14 games. That's it. This season, he's not going to be MVP. There's too many guys who have put together quality seasons. Look at that list. Embiid, right. Jokic, the Freak, Curry. You go all the way down to DeMar DeRozan. There are so many guys more deserving. Kyrie Irving, no, doubt. no he, question. he's not even in this conversation. But the point is, is when you see the Nets as the second shortest favorite to cut down the Nets and they're eighth in the East, well, that's, what, would be the, what would be the determining factor in order for that scenario to play out? Kyrie playing a full volume of games. That's what it would be. I think it would be Kevin Durant playing lights well, yeah, out. Like the best player in the association. Absolutely. These are topics we can get to uh, with Keith Smith as well because we're going to talk more NBA here after we take a very short break. We finally break. got some NBA games on the schedule today. How about that? We can break down the slate. Yeah. Yes, Thursday night, second half basketball is back. So we've got a lot to break down there. And then again, later on in the next hour, we're going to have Tyler Fulgen, my buddy from ESPN, is going to join us as well. And talk some golf, too. Uh, very quickly, Brooksy hasn't teed off yet? Brooksy's even through the first two holes Get under at the Honda Classic. Even through two. I don't have to sweat He's pacing my... himself, right. Dave. Pace yourself, Brooksy. Blonde Bomber. Let's get it done. Again, Keith Smith coming up. Tyra coming up as well. Don't go anywhere. We got you covered right here at third hour of Follow the Money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 